All right, does everybody remember your three people you're supposed to find? Okay, well, how many people did you find and what's their names? I'm just kidding. I'm not going to ask you about that, okay? Just having a little fun. Just having a little fun. Uh, it's going to get a little serious. So um, here's what we're going to do. Uh, let's just go ahead and have a seat, okay? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about a lot of scripture right now, so I'm going to be nice to y'all and not make y'all stand for the whole entire scripture reading. I will say this. If you do not have a lesson, please raise your hand. Please raise your hand if you do not have a lesson tonight. This is amazing. That's great. We didn't realize we didn't have lessons out till about seven after, so we handed them out all individually tonight. I guess that's the way to do it from here on out. What do you think, Johnny? Good job. All right. <laughs> He's willing to do whatever I say because I got the mic. All right. Okay. Well, let, let's let's pray, um, and we'll be turning to Luke 22 in just a minute. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity we have, Lord God, to gather together as your people. And Lord, I'm thankful for your word. I'm thankful thankful for the opportunity that you've given me to use me tonight, Lord. Lord, uh, I, I've, been, I've been so burdened about this all day long. Lord, you've given it to me like you've never given it to me before. And Lord, if I'm being honest, my goal tonight is not to mess it up. Lord, I just want to follow after you and what you've told me to preach, Lord God. Lord, in this whole entire message, Lord God, just move me out of the way and speak your word loud and clear. We pray all these things in a wonderful name. Amen. Amen. All right, go ahead and turn to Luke 22. Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. How many of you are curious about what's going on with these visual illustrations over here? A little curious? Okay, all right. We're going to get to that as we go along. Okay? But Luke 22, we've got a lot of verses that we're going to walk through. Um, just real quick, I just want to point out some things as we go along. Um, and then we're going we're gonna to really illustrate, and like I said, this is what God gave me. We're going to really illustrate exactly what we're talking about here tonight. So I think that's going to help you. Say amen. 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 See? All right. What's so cool about this is Sunday was communion, and what we're about to read actually goes through the Lord's Supper and then keeps on going. Um, I want you to know that God knows exactly what he's doing when it comes to his word, Okay. Um, I, I, I didn't know where we were going to be, um, found out about this, um, I think last week, which is, which is record for me to be able to know that I'm going to be preaching on Wednesday last week, but I really was, God, what do you want to show me, what do you want me to do and, and say, and so here's where he brought it, so I think it's really cool that we're going to talk about the, the Lord's Supper, the first communion, and we're going to go on through, so I know God's going to do something tonight. Okay, if you're in verse 17, say amen. Okay. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and gave thanks and brake it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which give, given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise, also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. And behold, the hand of him that betrayeth me is with me on the table. And truly the Son of Man goeth, and it was determined. But woe unto that man by whom he is betrayed. Okay? And we all know who that person's going to be. That's going to be Judas. Okay? It's going to be Judas. And his disciples, and they began, verse 23, and they began to inquire among themselves which of them it was to do this thing. And I don't, I don't fault the disciples for wondering who it was. We're all curious, wondering people, right? All y'all are wondering right now, why is this workout equipment on the stage? We're very curious individuals, aren't we? 
So I don't fault the disciples for that. So, so Jesus says, someone's going to betray me. They're wondering who it is. But in true disciple fashion, verse 24, and there was also strife among them, which of them should be counted the greatest? Jesus has just said, someone's going to betray me. And so the disciples say, okay, who's going to betray? Who's going to betray? Oh, if somebody's going to betray, well, why don't we just talk about who's going to be the best? We already know who's going to be the least, you know? Okay? All right? Do you see a little bit of problem there? Okay? All right? And, and Jesus is trying to teach them something here, and they're all, all they're worried about is them, is them selves. Okay? All right. Verse 25. And he said unto them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and they to exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. But you shall not be so. But he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. And he that is chief, as he that doth serve. Okay, because they have this discussion about who's going to be great. So now here Jesus goes and says, I've got to teach you a little bit more. Okay? Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. And I appoint unto you a kingdom as my Father hath appointed unto me. That ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. So, so, so Christ says, it's going to be good, it, trust me. But we don't need to be worried about who's the greatest right now, okay? That's not the point of why we're here. And the Lord said, and he's going to address one of his disciples in particular. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desire, desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. And all of us know that Simon, Simon, which is Peter. And I, but I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fails not. And when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. And he said unto him, who? Peter said unto Jesus, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death. Okay? So Jesus says, look, I know what's going to happen, and look, I, I prayed for you, Peter. I promise you, I prayed for you. But I promise you, Satan wants you to sift you as wheat. But what does Peter say? No, no, no. No, 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 Lord. I, I'll go with thee. I'll go to prison. I'll even go unto death. So who's he thinking about? Him, himself. Okay? He's thinking he knows better than God. No, no, not me, God. Trust me. Trust me, God. I'll take care of that. Okay? And he said unto him, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. And he said unto them, when I sent you without purse and scrip and shoes, lacked ye anything? And they said nothing. Then said he unto them, But now he that hath a purse, let him take it, and likewise his scrip. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. And I say unto you that this that is written must, must yet be accomplished in me. But, but he was reckoned among the transgressors for the things concerning me have an end. And they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said unto them, It is enough. Verse 39, and he came out and went as he wanted to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, pray that you enter not into temptation. Okay, so Jesus gives them a direct order, a direct command. Pray that you not enter into temptation. Okay, does everybody see that's a direct order? or a direct, it's, I don't think he's saying that as a suggestion. Hey, by the way, if you'd like to pray, no. Pray that you not enter into temptation. Did Christ know what was going on? Yes? Yes, okay, all right. This is participatory. If I say something, you may have to preach if I pause, okay? All right. 
And he was withdrawn from them for about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed. Okay, so they've done what they're supposed to do. Saying, Father, if thou, excuse me, that's what Jesus was doing. And if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he arose up from the prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them, he found them sleeping for sorrow. Christ gives them a direct command, a direct order. Pray that you enter not in temptation. But they don't do that, do they? Now here's the deal. I understand. It's probably been exhausting following Jesus, especially in this time. Okay? They, 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 I know they're exhausted. But Christ said, do this. But they chose to sleep. So it's about themselves and what they need. Okay? About sleep. They need to sleep. All right? And he said unto them, why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. Okay? And while he, he yet spake, behold, a multitude, and he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. And Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? When they which were about him saw that he would, what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? And one of them smote of the servant, uh, servant of the priest and cut off his right ear. Let me ask a question. We know this in other gospels. This is Peter. Jesus asked, or excuse me, Peter asked Jesus a question. Does Jesus respond? No. He doesn't respond. So Peter takes it upon himself and says, you know what? I don't need to worry about your answer. I'm just going to do it. He was thinking about what? About himself and what he thought he should do, okay? Jesus said earlier that we need to take our sword. So I guess since I have a sword, I might as well use it. Okay, do we see a problem there? Because Jesus, every time, every time Jesus said, do this, it's almost like the disciples did the exact opposite. How many of y'all can relate to that? Okay? <laughs> we, we, we sometimes get on the disciples, but the disciples are a lot like us. Jesus tells us, gives us a direct command, a direct order. Jesus lays in our heart, you need to do this, and we do the exact opposite. Okay? So we have this situation, okay? So in four different situations, okay, one time, okay, he says somebody's going to betray him. The first thing they think about is who's going to be the greatest because I want to talk about me, okay? Then, then you know, he, Jesus talks to Simon specifically. Satan has a desire to sift you as wheat. Peter says, no, no, no. I'll go even to the death to you, okay? He was thinking about what he would do, okay? Verse 45, and they said, and he found him sleeping for sorrow. Pray that you enter not in temptation, but they decided to sleep to do what they were going to do. And then finally, you have Peter, who smote the servant, cut off his ear. Okay? All these verses are about them and not about Christ. Okay? Now, I should say all these verses. We're about to look at verses about Christ. But they were focused on their own ability instead of Christ's ability. They were focused on what they could do. They wanted to figure out how they could become the greatest. They wanted to figure out how they could go to death because they knew themselves better than Jesus knew them. They knew that they could go to sleep because they could pray as long as they wanted to, but they needed sleep right now. They thought they could cut the servant's ear off because they had a sword and they knew how to use it. Okay? Let's talk about our illustration. It's going to be fun. All right. By the way, let me just tell you. I've been working out. I know you all can tell. If my shirt rips right around here, don't be alarmed. Okay? It happens when you get big like me. All right? 
Okay, do you all see that? All right. Thought you, see, that was the part you need to laugh, Sarah, and there you go. All right, that, that was the part you're supposed to amen, remember? <laughs> okay, um, I've been working out. Um, I, I, I've worked out before, uh, <laughs> believe it or not. I know it doesn't look like that, but I've worked out before, and I did it pretty consistently for about a year. Then um, I took some time off, uh, about, a, what, about two years, I guess. Um, <laughs> just want to make sure I was fully rested before I came back <laughs> into it again. Um, so two years later, I'm, I'm good to go. Um, but I've been waking up 5.30 in the morning. Um, <clears throat> I think Izzy's here. Where's, where's, where's Izzy? There you are. He's one of my buddies, and, uh, and Ben Pasconelli's one of my buddies. He's a little bit bigger than me, just a little bit, not much. Um, if y'all know who Ben is, he's like, you know, this. So, there, oh, Ben's right here. Ben wasn't supposed to be here until tomorrow, and we thought we were going to get off of working out in the morning. But we did legs this morning. Legs, yeah, and I sweated, I promise you, okay? All right, so Ben's here, so don't, I won't make you stand up. But Ben is somewhat bigger than me, not in, not in height, but, but like this, okay? All right, but these are my two buddies. We've been doing about three or four weeks. Um, I've been pretty consistent. I would say I've been pretty consistent. Um, I, I did miss a couple days. One was a really good excuse, and the other one was really not a great excuse, but I was going to make it a good excuse. But, <clears throat> but I've been working out. So uh, uh, because I've been working out, God divinely gave me an illustration about working out. And I know Ben, Ben has already perked up his ears. He's actually going to listen to the first message here at Temple that he's ever listened to. I'm just kidding. He's very attentive. Okay. All right. But, and we have a lot of blanks. I'm going to tell you we have a lot of blanks. This is not going to be your typical outline, okay? I didn't alliterate, okay? I'm not that good. Um, so we have a lot of sentences that you had to fill in the blanks. Okay, so this is your first one. You ready? These dumbbells represent your life. Okay, these are 35, so if I had to put them down earlier, <laughs> you'll just have to understand. I'm going to try to hold these while I talk about this. Okay? So these dumbbells represent your life. Okay? These represent the decisions we make. Okay? The decisions we make. Because when you think about your life, your life is full of decisions, isn't it? Okay? Decisions about um, where to go. Decisions on what job to, to take. The person to marry. Um, when to have kids. Okay? A lot of decisions in life, right? You know, do I take a different job? Do I stay with the job I have? A lot of decisions. I'm going to have to put this down. Sorry to get heavy. <laughs> but, all right. So those represent decisions. Also, those represent struggles and difficulties that we face. Y'all can probably relate to that more than anything, can't you? Struggles and difficulties that we face. No matter, in li- no matter what in life, every one of us is going to have struggles and difficulties. There's going to be some things that just happen in our life. And, it, and, and, and like I said, life happens. It happens in our life. Those struggles, those difficulties that we're going to have to face. Sometimes we don't know whether, and I will say this too, this is a 35-pounder. Sometimes those struggles and difficulties are a little more heavy, aren't they? Okay? Sometimes they're a little lighter, and, 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 we, and we have a, an impression that they're a lot heavier than they really are. Okay? But sometimes there's some, some really heavy difficulties and struggles. I'll say this, there's, there's sometimes some really heavy decisions that I have to make. A lot of heavy decisions I have to make. All right? They also represent some expectations that others put on us. Some expectations that others put on us. Right or wrong, there are certain expectations that people have. Okay? My wife expects me to have a job. I think she prefers that. <laughs> okay? Um, especially since she stays at home. She's a stay-at-home mom. She works very hard. 
but if I decided to be a stay-at-home dad with her, we'd be having problems, right? Okay? Unless we want to take up a love offering, I'll, I'll be glad to do that, okay? You just got to sustain me for the rest of my life, and we'll be good, okay? But there's some expectations. Um, my, my kids expect me um, to come home at night. My kids expect me to make sure that there's food in the uh, pantry and in the refrigerator, right? Okay? My boss um, expects me to do the work that I've been hired to do, right? Say amen. Amen. So there's expectations people put on you, okay? Now, some of those are unrealistic expectations. I understand that. And sometimes we feel like some of the expectations people have um, are too unrealistic, but still, they're the expectations there, right? We can't do anything about it, okay, as an expectation. And then finally, we have responsibilities we have to fulfill. We have responsibilities we have to fulfill. Very close to expectations, very close to expectations, but responsibilities, I look at it as, as this, I understand this is my role and that's what I'm going to do, okay? Um, it's, I, it's my responsibility to be a good husband to my wife. It's my responsibility to be a good dad to my kids. It's my responsibility to, um, to, when I'm at work, to be there on time, to do the work they've asked me to do, and to do it well. Amen? Okay? Um, there, now I'll say this. In ministry, there are certain responsibilities that I have here at Temple. Okay? Uh, I'm, I'm over the life groups. It's my responsibility to, you know, try to bring some organization and to lead that ministry um, the best way I know how and with God's help. Okay? But there are but are the decisions I have to make in this ministry. There are struggles and difficulties <laughs> that I have in ministry. <laughs> for those who have ever been in ministry for any length of time, length of time, or led anybody, you understand that no matter what, when you're leading people, there are struggles and difficulties. Say amen, leaders. Amen. Okay, I just picked y'all out. Who said <laughs> if they said leader, then now I'm gonna be a life group leader because they just said they were a leader. Amen. Okay. Um, but there are expectations. Um, I believe that um, preacher expects me <laughs> to make sure that uh, if people uh, want to get in a life group, they can. Uh, he expects me not to uh, get people uh, to go uh, running from me because of the <laughs> mean, ugly things I say to them, okay? And I don't say mean, ugly things to people, okay? Uh, I don't think I do. If, 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 we've, if I say anything mean and ugly to you, let's, get, let's talk about it afterwards. That's a joke, okay? All right, now we're going to laugh. Man, y'all getting too, too polite for me. And there are responsibilities I have, okay? There's responsibilities I have. Just the fact of my title, guess what? If somebody has a bad experience in, in the life group, guess whose responsibility that is? Mine, okay? Somebody don't get called when they sign up for a life group, guess whose responsibility that is? Mine. Even though I gave that to a lot of people to call for me, if you did not get your call in your life group, guess what? That's my responsibility, and I will go to my team and chew them out for you, okay? Because um, <laughs> I would not be happy about that. But it's my responsibility, okay? Um, so there you go. All right, so these, these dumbbells represent... These dumbbells represent lies. Okay. Let's talk over here now. Let's talk over here. This is fun. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay. So how many of y'all, be honest, how many of y'all have attempted to work out in your life? It's okay. You can raise your hand because everybody's attempted, okay? If you've walked a flight of stairs, you've attempted to work out, all right? <laughs> Some of y'all are like, I didn't, I've never done that. What is wrong with you? Take a step, okay? All right? We've all attempted to work out, okay? Now, how many of y'all want to raise your hand and say, you failed at working out? All right, okay? You can say amen if you're currently failing to work out. Look at them, some of them, all right? I can't say that anymore, Ben, because I've been working out. Three weeks I've been working out, <laughs> okay? You've attempted to work out, okay? 
Um, and I will say this is one of those things, and I, and I think everybody's going to relate to this, because I don't know about you, but the two things that I struggle with the most is working out and eating right, okay? Me like some food. Me like some food regularly, okay? Um, I ate something earlier today. Guess what? Unfortunately, I didn't eat enough, and I'm probably going to have a little bit of a midnight snack, though. But I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself energy, boosting myself, you know? Got to re- Okay, never mind. I don't know why I'm talking to Ben. I'm, like, trying to justify. <laughs> I need to worry about the Lord. I don't even worry about Ben giving me a hard time about my eating. All right. So we attempted to work out, or we failed. I've, I've failed miserably on that, but um, I'm doing okay right now. But there's a couple things. There's a couple responses. Our responses to these weights, that's our next blank. Our responses to these weights vary. Our responses to these weights vary. All right, there's a couple things we do with our weights in our life. Our decisions, our struggles, our difficulties, our um, expectations, responsibilities. Some of us choose to ignore them. Choose to ignore them. I know I have a bench in my garage. I know I have a bench in my basement. But if I never go down there, it doesn't exist. <laughs> okay? I, I was looking for one of these, and I was calling around some people. I, and I was calling people that worked out, like at the gym. Guess what? They don't have stuff at their house. They work out at the gym. I should have called all of y'all because I know y'all have stuff that's sitting around you ain't using, okay? Um, some of y'all have, have, have treadmills and their clothes hang, you know, you put the clothes on there. Oh, I, I hit a button right there. I heard it, okay? All right. Run on it. Don't just hang your clothes on it, okay? But some of us choose to ignore it. It's not there. I know I've got to make that decision. I know I've got that difficulty and struggle, but I'm just going to ignore that, and then it's not really there. Is it, is it still there? Can anybody tell me is it still there? It's still there. Okay. All right. So some of us do that. We choose to ignore it. Some of us see the weight. These are 45-pounders, by the way, 45-pounders. Some of us see the weight and say, too heavy. When I said 45 pounds, how many of y'all said too heavy? Okay. You're like, what are we going to do with it <laughs> before I say too heavy? 45 pounds, that's pretty stout, okay? But we look at we don't even try to attempt to pick up the weight. We just look at it and just say, you know what, it's too heavy. That decision, it's just too heavy. That expectation, it's too heavy. That responsibility, it's just too heavy. I can't do it. Okay? Now, here's something else maybe we do. We try, we start to try, but then we give up too early. We give up too early. We said, you know what? I did a good two. That should be enough, right? And I'm going to do my next two tomorrow. I may, I may just do one because I may be sore, okay? <laughs> we give up too early. We made the decision. We had the responsibility. We had that expectation. But for whatever reason, it started to get a little difficult, and we gave up. Anybody relate to that? Gave up too early. We gave up too early. <clears throat> now, some of us, we start to try. We start to try but rely on our own power only. On our own power only. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And when I don't like how it feels, I'm going to stop. Okay? I'm just going to do it. I can do it all on my own. This is all me. Okay? I'm going to tell you this right now. This is me a lot of times. I'm I'm a fixer. A lot of lot, I'm, I, I I don't know if it's just men. Maybe there's some women that are like this way. But I find a lot of men we're fixers. Women don't tell me your problem unless you want a solution. 
kind of, <laughs> and all the women, except for Carla, <laughs> says, um, I don't want a solution. I want you to hear me and let me cry a little bit or just vent. And some of y'all are like, I don't cry, but you yell, okay? And you don't want somebody to think you want me to just yell at, okay? But it's all on my own, okay? If I, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, and when I can't do any more, then that should be enough. And then there are others. There are others. We start to try and ask for help to do more. We start to try and ask for help to do more. You still in your you still in uh, Luke twenty two, say amen? Amen. Go to verse 42. Go to verse 42. Everybody, verse 42, say amen. Say amen like you mean it. There we go. All right. Saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Let's read that again. And there appeared an angel unto heaven, uh, unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony. Okay? When the angel strengthened him, he still had the pain. Okay? Being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. He prayed no earnestly just he prayed he prayed he prayed earnestly more more and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down from the ground and there he rose, rose up from, from his prayer and was coming to disciples and he found them sleeping for sorrow <clears throat> all right well we, we talked about this in a previous message, and some of y'all may not have been here, but um, several months ago, uh, I preached through um, Christ being in the wilderness, and actually, it's, it's so cool, preacher's been referencing that over the past couple of months, and what Christ used to defeat Satan in the wilderness, and what did he use? Scripture, say that again, Scripture, or the Word, he used the Word, why? Preacher said this over and over and over, because... You didn't have the ability to flick him off the earth, like Preacher said. You didn't have the ability to, to, you know, whatever. But you did have the Word. And if you had the Word, just like Christ had the Word, you could defeat Satan, just like Christ was able to defeat Satan. So when we look in Scripture, and we have to understand this, because sometimes we get this confused. 100% man, 100% God. Okay? I hope you all understand that when... He was going to the cross. His humanity did not want to go. His humanity did not want to go. Yes, he understood as God. He, he understood as God he had to do that. But his humanity did not want to go. I don't think anybody in here would say, hey, go, take me, crucify me. Nobody would do that in here, okay? Because our, I, I don't like pain. I don't like pain. Do you, does anybody like pain in here? If you like pain, we can talk about that later, okay? <laughs> Nobody likes pain. I'm sorry. I don't want, if you come and punch me in the face, I'm going to hurt, and then I'm going to go cry. No, I'm not going to cry. Um, 
I, I'll get some friends to take care of you. I'd like to do something else to you, but more than church, so I'll just get my friends to take care of you. Um, but when we see that, okay, so here, he had the same scripture we have at our disposal. So when the angel strengthened him in his darkest hour, if an angel strengthened Christ, don't you think when you're in your darkest hour that Christ will strengthen you? Okay? We're going to let that sink in for just a little bit. Okay. Let's go back and talk about the gym. All right. Here's how you're going to be your most successful at the gym. I'm going to tell you the secret. Everybody, everybody ready for the secret? The secret to being successful at the gym. Bring your bring with you a friend. Say that. Bring with you a a friend. Okay. Um, there have been many mornings where I I didn't want to go to the gym, but I felt convicted that Ben and Izzy would be there without me and would give me a hard time about it. But also that they'd be doing it all by themselves. But it's with a friend. Okay. Now, when you're when you're when you're lifting with free weights, um, there's there's your friend also is something else very important for you. Oh, somebody's already know it. Okay, he he acts as your as your spotter. Look at y'all. Maybe y'all have worked out a little bit. Yeah, some of you are like, I've been the spotter. I ain't lifting the weights, but I'll be the spotter. Okay, all right, spotter, spotter. Okay, Weston, come on up here. Y'all thought these were just visual aids. I'm about to use them. Okay? I, I shouldn't say we. <laughs> Weston's about to use them. <laughs> okay? This is Weston Cockle. He's going to help me tonight. Um, so what is Jesus' role in your life? This is one of your blanks. What is Jesus' role in your life? He is your spotter. He's your spotter. Okay? He's your spotter. Now, we're, I'm going to go quickly through this because he's about to lift these things. Um and I'm going to help you a little bit. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so here we go. You want me to hand them to you? Oh, oh did you want the 35s? Look at that. Hey, we were actually going to do the 35s. I was supposed to bring them over there to him. But now he's going to show he's a big man. Okay. All right. <laughs> Which ones did you lift earlier? Let's put those down. It's important. No, put them down. That's a direct command. Put the, put the weights down. <laughs> Say it's the Lord. <laughs> Y'all are going to understand, did you see me carrying these with two hands? Isn't that horrible? <laughs> huh? You want to get me to do them at the same time? Hold on, let me go put them over there. <laughs> okay, I'm about to hurt myself, I can just feel it. All right, here we go. Okay, don't, don't lift until I tell you to lift. Okay, the first thing a spotter does is he watches your progress. He watches... Your progress. Go ahead. He watches your progress. So he's doing good. All right. Hey, don't hit those. That's loud. Okay. Watches your progress. He also encourages you. Give me that real quick. He encourages you to keep going. Come on, baby. Let's go. Two more. You, you, that's the only place you can call people baby is when you're in the gym. Come on, baby. Okay. Now, also what he's doing, he's going to assist when he sees some fatigue. Okay, I'm just going to give him a little bit. When he sees, when fatigue starts to show, we're going to assist. Okay? You're doing pretty good. 
Do you work out much? Okay. <laughs> And then also what we do is, oh, my, you're supposed to put that back up there. <laughs> okay, put those back up there. Okay, he assists when he sees fatigue, not failure. <laughs> fatigue, I don't do a good job. Keep going, come on. All right, and sometimes what he does is he, give me the force so I can know what to say. He carries the load when you can't go any further. Keep going, keep going, come on, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, I got you, come on, oh, you hurting yet? <laughs> he didn't answer me, I don't know if that means he's passed out or what, <laughs> all right, good job Weston, give Weston a hand, all right, whew, I'm kind of winded, <laughs> Weston's like, you're winded? What? <laughs> All right. Whew. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. <clears throat> I was actually going to talk through those points <laughs> as I was giving them, but he was doing it a whole lot faster than I thought he was going to do. So you got, your, you got your number, what you did there? Kind of give me a good, at, don't, don't tell me yet. Okay, you got your number. Okay. All right. Here we go. And kind of remember what? Got both numbers. Got me? <laughs> You're like, why are you talking in code? Okay. So Jesus' role in your life, he's a spotter. He's a spotter. Let's talk about this. What was the first thing I said? He, he watches your progress. Okay? He watches your progress. Christ created you. Okay? He understands your abilities, your skills, your deficiencies. He understands you. Okay? He created you. Amen? Amen. Amen. So he knows what you can and cannot do. And there are times when we have to take a step out there and just have faith, okay? But he knows what, but here's the deal. Some of y'all think that when you're in your struggle and difficulty that Christ doesn't care. Christ is fully aware of what is going on in your life. He is fully aware. Some of y'all right now are going through some things you're like, God don't know. Yes, he does. He knows exactly what's going on in your life, okay? Now, some of y'all may not feel like he's intervening yet, but he is aware, okay? He knows what you can handle and what you can't. Some of y'all are in that situation, you're like, God, I, I can't do it anymore. Yes, you can. God knows what you can handle, okay? So he watches your progress. And he encourages you. He encourages you to, well, help me out. He encourages you to keep, to keep going. Keep going. I can't tell you how many times that, that phone call, that text, that card, Somebody saying, you know what, Buchanan, you're doing a good job. That means something. Boy, it means something. I've had people come up to me and say, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I just am. You know what? You did a good job, or you've made a difference in my life, or whatever, or thank you for what you're doing. And if I'm super spiritual enough to think at the time, because part of me was like, yeah, I know I'm doing a good job. You know, again, <laughs> we're like the disciples. But if I, if, if I really think about it, when people say that, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I know exactly why you're telling me this. Because God told you to tell me, to encourage me to keep on going. Okay? you got to keep going. What was my next thing? He assists when fatigue starts to show. He assists when fatigue starts to show. He knows what you can handle. And he sees that fatigue. He sees that you're getting weary. He sees that you're about to give up, and he's right there 
to help you, to help you. Now, here's the deal. You've got to allow him to help you. I'm going to say that again. You've got to allow him to help you, okay? Some of us, God is trying to bless you and trying to help you, and you are just refusing God. No, God, I got this. I'm good. Now, you may not say that in words, but your actions really do. That I got this. I don't need you, God. I, I was talking to one of my coworkers today, and I, I said a lot of times when we pray for things, we pray out of desperation. We shouldn't be praying out of desperation. I should be going to God with everything. I should be saying, God, you've got a plan and a purpose for this day, and I can't do it, and I need your help. Okay? We don't need a tragedy to happen for us to go tra- start talking to God. We need to start talking to God right now. Okay? Because he wants to help you. And then what's the last one? Carries your load when you can't go any further. And I'm going to say this. Some people in here, you may be there right now. we got families in this church that are probably right there right now. They just, you know what, I'm here. I just can't carry it anymore, God. I can't do it. And God carries that load. Now, I'll say this. In the gym, nobody's carrying the load for you, okay? That's called lazy, <laughs> all right? But in life, and what Jesus does, Jesus wants to carry that load sometimes. He wants to carry that load. I love this. How many of y'all have ever heard the poem, Footprints in the Sand? Okay, I'm going to read it because it's good and it fits. Amen? Amen. All right, one night I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Many scenes from my life flashed across the sky. In each scene, I noticed footprints in the sand. Sometimes there were two sets of prints. Other times there was only one. This bothered me because I noticed that during the low periods of my life, when I was suffering from anguish, sorrow, or defeat, I could see only one set of footprints. So I said to the Lord, you promised me, Lord, that if I followed you, you would walk with me always. But I have noticed that during the most trying periods of my life, there was only, uh, there's only been one set of footprints in the sand. Some of y'all feel that way sometimes. That, you know what, there's an issue, there's a problem. As soon as I need God, he just, nowhere to be found. I think his word says, I will not leave thee or forsake thee. <clears throat> Why, when I need you the most, you are not there for me? The Lord replied, The years when you have seen only one set of footprints, my child, is when I carried you. When I carried you. <clears throat> I'm going to say this, and, and, and one thing we're going we're gonna to talk about, because we're, we're going to make some decisions tonight between you and God when it's all said and done. Um, but I sometimes feel that way. I sometimes feel that, you know what, God, I'm trying, and you're just not there. But I believe, <laughs> I believe his word is true. He's not going to leave us or forsake us. And he is going to carry you. And there's so many times in my life where I'm thinking, you know, looking back, it's exactly what he did for me. It's exactly what he did for me. I mean, there's been things in my life and, and, and tragedies and, and loss and death and sorrow and things of that nature. I mean, I, I've told this story before, 
Um, if you come to Foundations, you get to hear the story. Um, plug for Foundations, 201, I teach that. Amen. you got to come to 101, which is preacher, so there you go. Um, but um, I, I teach in there about how, where's Johnny? Where you at, man? Johnny, uh, five years ago, a little over five years ago, uh, lost his job. Lost his job. And uh, and I and and I was I was working at, uh, at at a bank at the time. I want to say the name. It's a horrible bank, by the way. Um, so you want to ask me later? Actually, I still bank there. So I don't know why I'm saying such a horrible bank. Um, it's got a good checking account. Um, but but Johnny was Johnny had had lost a job, and I was look. I'm 31 years old. So five years ago, I was 26, and I thought I knew everything. <laughs> um, some of you older ones are like, yeah, that is really funny. Um, but uh, some of you younger ones are like, I do know everything. What are you talking about? Oh, rude awakening coming your way. Um, <laughs> amen, older people. Amen. <laughs> the older I get, the less I know. All right. Um, but Johnny, Johnny um, lost his job, and I said, man, I don't know how I can handle that. Don't know how I can handle that. Ain't, ain't no way. Ain't no way. Johnny's like, I'm good. God's got me. I'm good. I'm like, you crazy. <laughs> God don't got nothing. Okay, I didn't really say that, but but I, I I was really I was the doubting Thomas. I mean, I just really I, I was like, there's no way. So Johnny, after about a year, gets his job back, and I said, Hallelujah, Amen. And five years ago, a little over five years ago, day after Thanksgiving, knock knock knock, Buchanan, you've been such a great employee. You've been such a great employee, but we're selling our bank, so we have to reduce payroll. Um, there's one way you can we, how how a, a company in, increases their stock price they either sell more <laughs> or reduce expenses okay and guess what they reduce expenses 900 people i was laid off the day after thanksgiving and i called johnny and i said oh my gosh oh my goodness no i didn't do that um but here's the deal here's the deal peace peace man peace i just knew god was going to take care of me and i and i, I will say this and I know I'm not supposed to talk to you, but I'm going to. Um, Katie says, don't talk about me, because every time you say my name, they all look at me. So everybody look at me while I talk to Katie, okay? <laughs> but I will say this. Um, God took care of us, didn't he? Okay, there we go. Now I'm not going to talk to her anymore, all right? But God took care of us. God took care of us in, in, in supernatural ways. I'm going to say that. Would you say amen to that, Johnny? Supernatural ways. I mean, I, I, I became a painter. Um, <laughs> it was funny. What was funny is Johnny was actually working with Chris O'Neill and then got his job back, so Chris needed somebody. So I was like, hey, I'll paint. <laughs> so I guess that was divine. Like Johnny had to get out of the way so that I could go to painting. Um, and I painted for about four months. And by golly, I can cut, I can cut in, I'm telling you. And it's, and it's, and it's, not, it's not edging. It's cutting. <laughs> edging is, is what you do in the yard, okay? <laughs> cutting is what you do with a paintbrush. That only painters know that, all right? But I uh, see. I'm trying to be serious, and I just kind of goof off. It's, it's fine. We'll be okay. Um, but I'm, I'm telling you, overwhelming peace. And God carried. I had, people, I had people that would just hand me checks and say, here. I'm like, what is this for? God told me to do it. Okay? And I'm not, I'm not talking like, here's a $20 check. This was like like two and $300 checks. Just saying, here. I'm like, I can't even. I'm not giving anybody in here a $200 or $300 check right now, okay? But people are giving it to me. No, I will do that if you really need it. Um, but uh, if you don't need it, if God tells me to do it, I'm going to do it, okay? Um, but, but God carried us through that. So what's the bottom line here? What's the bottom line here? 
Don't ignore the weights in your life. Don't ignore them. Okay? They're there for a reason. Okay? I will say this. Let me. Well, I'm going to do this, and then we're going to talk about you. Don't let me forget to talk about you. Okay? Well, what we talked about, not about Weston. Okay. Don't ignore the weights in your life. Don't make a decision on what you can handle before even trying to lift it. When you start lifting, don't give up too early. Keep pushing, but understand when you need help. Ask for that spot and achieve more than you ever could on your own. Rely on God's power and not your own. Okay. Let's talk about this. Say amen if you believe God has a plan and purpose for your life. There we go. I'm glad we're in agreement. Okay. God has a plan and purpose for your life. Now, amen if you know that his plan and purpose is not, not you cannot fully, you cannot fully fulfill your plan and purpose without his help. Say amen. 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 God has called each and every one of us to a certain plan and purpose and will for our life. Now, I'm going to say, let's talk about the will of God just a little bit, real quickly. Some of y'all think, God's got to show me this one thing. And I do believe God has a one thing for you. But God has a plan and will for your life for today. Okay? Maybe God wanted you to talk to somebody today that you were supposed to talk to. God has a plan and purpose for your life for this week. God has a plan and purpose for your life for this month, for this year. Okay? So we don't want to just look at God's plan. and God's. There are things, there, I, I'm telling you, and I know y'all think this is crazy. I tell this all the time. I'm shy. I promise you I'm shy. Today, before this all started, I talked to everybody I knew. Okay? I didn't, if I don't know you, I haven't talked to you. <laughs> I'm just being honest, okay? I try, but I'm just shy, okay? I'm not that bad, okay? But I'm very shy. And there's been times where God has told me, you need to talk to that person about, about you know, Christ or about the church, whatever. And I'm like, God, I don't even like to talk to people in general, much less talk to them about church and God, okay? But God has a plan and purpose, and God calls me those things. And there are things, like I said, I, this is, this is going to sound crazy. I say this in foundation class too. The two shyest people in this church, one is standing in front of you, and the other one stands in front of you most Sundays. And it's true. If any of y'all have ever been around him, I promise you, if he goes in a crowd of people, we're looking for two things, somebody we know and food. Because that makes me feel better. I can hide behind it. You know, like those coffee cups. That's what we do those coffee cups. Because first-time attenders can come in here and go, and act like nobody sees me. Okay? You'd be surprised. Some of y'all came in here the first time and you thought, coffee. I'll get coffee. That'll make me feel better. Okay? All right? Two shy people. But I'm telling you, with God's help, and I promise you, I've been so burdened about this. So burdened about this. I was at a place today. I'm like, God, you gave it to me. I know you gave it to me. Don't let me mess it up. Don't let me mess it up. Because I knew this is what God wanted y'all to hear. Okay? But I needed his help. Okay, I needed his help. Uh, how many did you do earlier today? Those, did you, you 35? How many did you do? Just, just, I mean, and I told him not to train, but just do it. 15, 20, how many did we do together? 35, maybe even 40 possibly. Okay, because you took a break. All right, okay. <laughs> Sometimes I'm telling the one who lifted the weights that he took a break. Okay, um, all right. We had 15, 15 to 20. And he did about 35 or 40. See a difference? Okay. So God, God can do immeasurably more with, the, if, if, with you and him, you can do this much. With just you, you're going to, and I'll say this, probably you're going to do this much, and then you're going to start to get burnout, and you're going to start to do less and less and less.
But with Christ, and I'm telling you, there's, there's every one of us, every one of us in here knows that there's been a breaking point. You're like, I can't go any farther. And Christ comes behind you and says, yes, you can. And he takes you to greater heights than you ever believed you could take you to. Okay? You can do more with Christ. You can do more with Christ. Now let's talk about this. Let's talk about this too. Here's the deal. Preachers and teachers, there's a difference. Preachers and teachers. Uh, a, lot of, some, a lot of churches have, have preachers. A lot of churches have teachers. Um, teacher says, and I've said this before, and I'm thankful we have a preacher. I'm going to tell you in just a minute. Teacher says, here's the information. Okay? My, kids, my, my son is a second grader at East Elementary, and the teacher says, information, 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 information. The difference between a teacher and a preacher is a preacher says, here's the information. Now, what you going to do about it? So you got to say it like that. What you going to do about it? You got to say it like that. Like if in Jersey or something. I don't know. Okay? But I, I will say this. Are y'all thankful y'all have a preacher? Because I promise you, when I come on a Sunday morning, I, I sure enough know that, okay, I've heard something, and I got to do something with it. Okay? So if y'all heard a word tonight, say amen. Amen. Now you got to do something about it. Okay? We're going to come to this altar in just a minute. You got to do something about it. Three types of people in here, I think. Three types of people. Three types of people. And how we're going to come to this altar and pray. James, where are you at? James, my piano player. Okay. Get ready in just a little bit. Okay? Um, but uh, three types of people. Some of y'all are ignoring the weight and or see it's too heavy and won't pick it up. Y'all need to come to the altar in just a little bit and ask God to help you pick it up. Okay? Now, I'll say God's going to help you, but some of y'all just need God to say, to speak to your heart and say, you can pick this up. You can pick this up. Understand that. Some of y'all in here are like me, and you like to do it all on your own. We need to get this altar and ask forgiveness because we are prideful. And we thought that we knew better than God. Okay? When you ask for forgiveness. And there's a third person here that God's carrying your load right now. God's carrying your load. And you need to become thankful for carrying your load. Three different types of people. James, come on and help me out, man. Three different types of people. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Three different types of people. Maybe you're ignoring. Don't want to pick up that weight. Maybe you're trying to do it all on your own, under your own power. Or maybe God's carrying your load right now. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. If you need to come to this altar and do what you need to do before God. We had a communion service Sunday, and we said we were going to sell out to God. We said that we're going to surrender fully to him. If you heard a word tonight and God's telling you to do something about it, we need to go do it to him. I think it's powerful that we get to the altar. It says that we, it, we recognize where our place is, where we need to be. We need to humble ourselves and kneel and come to him in submission and reverence and just cry out to him.
So, Donnie, I want you to, to pray for us, and then I'll close this out. Most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, God, we come before you tonight. God, we come with a humble heart, Lord. God, this message tonight, Lord, it speaks right to where we live. And God, we know we face difficulties. And I'm like Brother Buchanan, Lord, sometimes I try to fix it on my own. But God, I know I can't do anything without you. Because if I do, Lord, it, 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 it won't account for nothing. But Lord, I pray for each one at this altar, Lord, God, whatever need they have. God, I know that you, that you can, Lord, when we can't. Lord, I know that when we can, you're there helping us. And Father, I pray, Lord, for this church. I pray for our pastor. Lord, I pray you continue to bless him. God, give him the vision, Father, we stand in need of. God, help us uh, as a church, Lord, to get behind that vision. And God, realize that this, this place is nothing without you in it. And Father, I ask you, God, just to, to meet the need of everyone here at this altar. God, we thank you so much, Lord, for the help you give us. Lord, when there's that one set of footprints in the sand, God, we know that you've got us lifted up because you love us and you care for us. I thank you for that, Lord. You've been so good to us here. Lord, you've really spoiled us. But God, I thank you, Lord, that you care for us enough, God, to send your son to die for our sins. And Lord, for that, that person that's here tonight, God, that's just ready to give up and give in. God, I pray you'd give them a special touch. Let them realize, Father, that you're just as near as you would, wouldn't you, when they were on the mountain. Now, God, I thank you for all you do for us. Father, forgive us where we failed you. Lord, I thank you for your, your spirit and your presence. Lord, I love you tonight. Thank you for your goodness to us. We'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this night, Lord God. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity we've had, Lord God, to hear your word. Lord, it's not, it's not about me getting up here and, and doing anything or saying anything, Lord God. It's about your word and about hearing your word, Lord God, and, and opening our hearts and opening our minds, Lord God, to receive that word. Because, Lord, you speak to us all the time. And, Lord, I think you spoke to us tonight. And, Lord, I'm thankful for that, Lord God. I'm thankful for the fact that you use someone like me to share your message. And Lord, I know there's people at this altar, Lord God, there, and there's people in these in these pews, Lord God, that they're in all those different situations. Lord, they see that weight, they see that decision, they see that that difficulty, that struggle, and they're ignoring it, or they're just 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 saying that they can't do it. And Lord, I know how that feels sometimes. Lord, do you think the weight's just too heavy. I can't do that, God. But Lord, I know that you're going to help them. And Lord, I know you can give them the strength just to make a decision to pick up the weight. Lord, we know you're going to help us with the weight when we get it up there, but sometimes just the very act of picking up the weight is the hardest part. And Lord, I know there's people like me that, Lord, we, we, we try to do everything on our own. Lord, I, I know there, there are people that left that communion service and, and they said, I'm going to try I'm going to try harder. I'm going to try harder. And it was all about them. And I know they meant well, but, but Lord, sometimes we forget about you and about you being a part. And Lord, I, I ask for your forgiveness, Lord God, for that pride and arrogance that's been in my heart and in my mind so many times. 
But Lord, I know there's some people. And I, Lord, I know that sometimes I've been there where I've, 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 I'm going through that struggle. I've made that decision. I'm, I'm, I'm fulfilling that responsibility. But it's just too hard. I've tried as much as I can, Lord, but it's too hard. And Lord, I'm thankful for the fact that you'll pick up those weights and continue to push us forward. Lord, we may not have any strength at all, but you do it, Lord. You do it for us. Lord, I'm thankful for the fact that you went to the cross for us instead of us because we couldn't do it on our own. You had to go. Lord, I'm thankful for the fact that you carry that heavy load. Lord, you are so wonderful. You are so holy. Lord, I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for this church. Lord, that I know that you're doing things in my life, but Lord, I'm thankful for the people that you've surrounded me with that love and care for one another. Lord, I'm thankful for a pastor that loves and cares for people. And Lord, I'm thankful for a pastor that's willing to take a chance on a young kid and trust him enough that he can follow God and trust God and be obedient to him. Lord, you're wonderful. You're holy. We give you all the praise and glory tonight. We pray all these things in sweet, wonderful, and holy name. The name above all names, Jesus Christ. Amen. you left encouraged tonight, say amen. All right. Um, let, let this not just be any, just a message that you heard on a Wednesday night. Carry this with you. Carry this with you. I pray you do that with every message that, that, that comes through. If it's preacher, if it's whoever's on this pulpit, you just follow after him. And, uh, and I promise you that when you hear that word and you apply it to your life, you will find victory and God's going to call you to even greater things. Good night, everybody.